Hey modders, welcome to another episode of the Modcast, the weekly podcast for ModDB.com, filling in with all the news, goss, and releases you could ever need. That's right, I said goss in your face, William. <laughs> I don't even know what goss means. <laughs> exactly. As you know, this week, it's GDC, so Ryan isn't here, he's off you know, exploring that whole developer conference, leaving me to, uh, you know, Don't call make me sure the website doesn't... Don't call get, me subpar. You are subpar. <laughs> um, <laughs> leaving me to make sure the website doesn't blow up. And uh, I'm the only, actually, I'm the only staff member that's not over there. Boo-hoo. Oh. But uh, this week we have William from Podcast 17 and we have Peter, who is our new... Volunteer RTS editor. He won that uh, contest we had, basically. Woo. Well, he he had the best selections, the best entries out of all of them, all together. So, Peter, welcome. Thank you very much. <laughs> no worries. So, uh, yeah, guys, how's your week been? You been been doing anything interesting at all? Busy, 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 busy. busy. Yeah. As you know, you were pestering me, wanting to play Neverwinter Nights too. And I emphasize pestering. I know. <laughs> but I had to write a 10,000-word paper on Podcast 17 for my final computer science project. Done, though. Boo-hoo. Done. Done. <laughs> what about you, Peter? What have you been up to this week? Well, I've been playing Stri- Slipstream, The Price of Freedom, uh, the latest release, 2.4, for Homeworld 2, and writing an article on that. Yeah. And... Besides that, I haven't been playing a whole lot, trying to concentrate on what I'm playing uh, that I'll be writing for the article, other than the original Homeworld 2, because I wasn't as familiar with that as I was for Command & Conquer 3 for the the uh, Mideast Crisis 2 article. Mm-hmm. And besides that, uh, just work-related stuff. So, What do you do for an actual like real job, if you don't mind me asking? Well, my real job involves uh, mostly video and audio uh, transfers from one format to another. So mostly what we get is like VHS and film to DVD, that sort of thing. So updating people's uh, old home movies and the like. Awesome. All right. I get you. Yeah. So that allows me to be in a room completely filled with computers and that sort of equipment. So that's pretty cool. A geek's wet dream. See, you probably make a lot of money doing that, whereas I do that for my girlfriend's mum for free. And I think I'm getting gypped. <laughs> yeah, well, it it doesn't make quite as much money as I'd like sometimes. But, you know. <laughs> cause, oh, uh, hey, if we all had a job that paid a million dollars a second, I think the economy, uh, sorry, the economy would be a bit bust. So, you know... Mm-hmm. Well, well, it goes yeah. around in mysterious, mysterious ways. Sure. Anyway, let's get this podcast started. I'm sure everyone has probably turned it off by now because they're bored. Anyway, <laughs> Jerks. let's start off with uh, let's start off with the recall section. This is from March 15th to the 23rd. March 16th, we have Planeswalker version three, which is an indie game. I'm pretty sure this is made in uh, Game Maker, but they haven't like attached it to the right engine, so. I don't know, it, it just feels like Game Maker to me, to be honest. But um, what it is is a, a top-down RPG, uh, pretty simple in design and, you know, sprites and whatnot. But the combat is actually really deep. 
in a sense. Like, there's a lot of strategy there, and there's a lot of strategy in, like, how you build your character. The The combat is based on time and based on action points, similar to uh, the, Fallout, yeah, the original, the original Fallouts. Um, so that, w- that works out really well. Um, depending on how quick your character is, you can attack more often and move more often than the enemies. Um, so it's based on, like, a time frame. So once you get to the end of... once, Okay, the character starts from you attack, and then once the time runs out, you can attack again. But in that time span, your enemies will have chances to attack as well. So it, it's kind of interesting take on the whole uh, turn-based strategy when it's not like you attack, then your enemies attack. It's kind of like, depending on your skills and stats, you can, you can you know, alter how that plays. And it's it's very interesting, but it's... Uh, no offense to the guy, but it's very ugly. And the UI isn't and very intuitive, in my opinion. No, um, it's originally from... I think the, originally the game was German, and then it's poured over to English. So there's a few, uh, you know things in the game that are still in like non-english text mm-hmm. uh apart from that it's actually not bad i mean i'm i can play through it and it's actually going to the stage where things are kicking my butt so yeah it's doing something right if it's kicking my butt true <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay i'm uh, looking through yeah. the the screenshots of that right now and it indeed is rather ugly uh, <laughs> the Interface is basically just a bunch of poorly textured rectangles thrown around. So, yeah, that could definitely use some improvement. Yeah, it uh, definitely needs a bit more spit shine, I think. Um, they don't give you but much... But apart from that... Sorry. You're going, Will. I was just going to say, they don't give you much direction at the beginning either. I mean, I was asking you a lot of questions like, how do I open my inventory? How do I talk to this guy? What's going on here? <laughs> um, it's it, They all kind of leave you in the dark. I think there, there needs to be a little bit more of that uh, sort of direction mm. at the beginning. Also, uh, it I don't like how it goes from using the arrow keys to using the mouse in combat. Yes. Um, I think that's a little bit like awkward. Like it should be that you should be able to use your mouth mouse for walking around in normal time as well, or just remove the mouse altogether and just use, you know, the keys. Just pick to something. So, stay consistent. Yeah, stay consistent. Yeah, in the controls. But aside from that, I would definitely recommend everyone have a go of it because it is interesting and it. Yeah, maybe you can. Uh, promote it or like download it or comment enough and the guy will actually you know change it up and make it a bit better so yeah i mean for sure he needs feedback so give it to him Hmm. constructive (laughs) yeah just saying it's ugly is not going to be very instructive and helpful Mm -hmm. well it's only ugly in like the tiles and stuff the characters themselves look pretty good like there's a large number of characters he has in there so he just needs to like um upgrade the rest of the the quality of the the textures and whatnot um, to like the same standard that the characters are at. So yeah, that's that's sort of a, a secondary concern when you're first making a game, but it's it's mm. the little graphical touches that can make people really take notice of a project like that. And yeah. Otherwise, it can sometimes get overlooked as people see that oh, these graphics are bad, so they just kind of write it off as just being an amateurish attempt. It's the same thing with uh, John's Adventure. When I first played that, I was thinking, oh, this is going to be terrible. <laughs> I played it, and I was just like, god damn, this game is awesome. It's sad that everyone overlooked it, but it was like one of those games that just stood out to me. So, 
And you're yeah. right, he does have a pretty good uh, sort of interaction model where you, they have the little timeline at the bottom during combat, and you can plan your moves a little bit more strategically. I like that. I like being able to move around the battlefield and, uh, like I said, having some strategy involved instead of just attack, wait, attack, mm. wait, attack. You know what I mean? And, yeah, it gets really deep, too, with the characters because I originally started off combat, but then I kind of branched out into magic as well, and... Um, I didn't actually, you know, start using fireballs or anything like that, but my character was kind of like, when I get attacked, um, I discharge energy and it hurts the person who hurts me, basically. So you can kind of start building your character in really good ways, which is kind of interesting. I mean, uh, it just just needs like a few on-screen prompts as in like, you have leveled up, press S to enter the character screen, you know. The only reason I found out what to do was because of smashing buttons everywhere, you know? It just needs, like, a, like a readme, an on-screen readme or an in-game readme or something like that to help, you know, you along. And saving is a bit difficult, and there's these rainbow things, like, when you when you hit them, you actually get your energy and health back. But uh, there's no way in hell you're going to know that because there's no sound effects, there's nothing like that, you know? Not very it just intuitive. Needs, like, Exactly. That's exactly what it needs to be. It needs to tell you what you're doing. And maybe the quest log is actually pretty good, though. It gives you, like, a picture of what you got to kill and stuff, which is interesting. But, um, you know, it just, just needs more work, more polish. <laughs> Aside from that, it's not bad. There are people out there who have awesome ideas for, you know, developing video games, and I think RPG Maker and Game Maker help them, you know, develop those ideas along when if they don't have oh, some sort yeah. of development skills. Um, but, I mean, it, it's a great... These, these types of tools are great, um, but if somebody else might be able to join his team and help him along with maybe the art department or something like that, that'd be great. I mean, then he can really put his ideas to use and get them out there and get people inv- involved and interested, so... I don't know why everyone hates Game Maker because I think it's like an amazing, powerful program. Mm-hmm. Like, sure, you, you got drag and drop, but like, you know, that's a lot of the time you, you kind of just make the game in the code. You don't actually use that drag and drop features, but it's there if you need it. So it's very powerful and you don't have to like, you know, start building DLLs or anything like that, or building code, it just works, and I think that's quite powerful, and a lot of people overlook it. So, another great example yeah. of of that is uh, the Torque game builder, like the Torque two D game builder. A lot of people give that mm. flack, but I mean, it's it's good for what it does. You know, it gives people a yeah. An I've edge. had to play around with that as well, um, but uh, yeah, it's it's a little bit more difficult than Game Maker, but it's still pretty powerful as well. So yeah, yeah, I think so too. Hmm. All right, let's move on. We've got uh, up next. We've got Fistful of Frags, uh, mapping SDK, which was released uh, for Half Life Two. Now, essentially, what this does, it just basically adds uh, the S- all the stuff you need. Uh, sorry, <clears throat> it all adds all the stuff you need to make uh, the maps. It comes with map examples, so you can check it out how they actually made them themselves. Um, it'd probably come with all the FG, FDG files and all that sort of stuff. Uh, prefabs, you know, mm-hmm. the important, all the game types that you can make for it. So. The important thing about this is that Fistful of Frags just released an update that um, that allows for co-op play. 
And this F this SDK, so to speak, um, gives you examples on how to map cooperative maps. I think this is a great a great thing for them to do because uh, they just added this new feature to their mod, and uh, they're they're you know they're allowing people to make custom content for it. But at this moment, people don't know how to make this custom co-op content so they released this SDK so people are more aware um, they have example maps like Pelegro and Sweetwater um, that show you you know this is how you do co-op these are the entities needed uh, it's it's a really great idea for them to do this I think we're gonna see a lot of really interesting cooperative maps for Fistful Frags hopefully the cooperative will be a little bit more difficult too because that was easy yeah no offense to them but I found it really easy I haven't even played it to be honest I, I keep getting on at the end of matches, so they always end as soon as I come on, so I can't really say. But, yeah. But uh, it's, it seems and, like it's a lot of wasted potential at this point. It's still kind of in its infancy stages. So it should be mm -hmm. interesting to see what people come up with. Yeah, I mean, like, um, the only, like, as I've stated before, I can't get into these games because I keep getting kicked due to my ping. But, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, but from what I've experienced... I can run through the entire co-op game with a bow and arrow that's on fire, like the fire arrows, and just kill all the bots, you know, and, and get through, like, with just one other person, you know. It's not exactly screaming difficult or screaming, like, hard. I think I think what it is is just a wall of people you have to get through, and, you know, it would be a bit more interesting if they had more... AI to it or they had more difficult nodes or something like that because... Real people are so much more difficult than the bots. Yeah. <laughs> How many player co-op is Fistful of Frags? Oh, uh, well, I've had about eight people in co-op before. Really? Okay, interesting. Yeah. Um, the, only, the only difficult one I've ever seen is the escort one, mainly because the bot that you have to escort is a dumbass. <laughs> so, um, yeah. That's usually the problem with AI escort missions. Mm. True. Mm. Mm -hmm. Any escort mission is just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, moving on, we have March 19th. I want to be the fan game version, final version 3, I think this one is. And it's indie game, again, on Game Maker. Uh, basically, if you didn't hear last week's episode, it's a remake or a fan make of the game I want to be the guy which has, you know, is always been has been a popular game for quite some time now. Uh, basically, what it is is uh, a difficult platformer where you have to get through a certain level. Uh, the traps are part of the environment. So, for example, a tree will fall on you. You get hit by an apple. You die. Everything in the game is basically going to kill you, <laughs> and you have to navigate your way through these levels. It's quite difficult. Um, apparently, it's, you know, if you're good at it, you can get some really good replays on uh, YouTube and whatnot, and people love looking at that stuff. So this is just a remake. It's still amazingly difficult. So mm -hmm. A lot of trial yeah. and error. Sounds like oh, yeah, the that's what the game is based on. Sounds like the kind of game that makes me want to smash things. <laughs> I considered it playing Actually, during the podcast, yeah. but decided against it. Considered playing it, yeah. <laughs> We'd hear a lot of groaning. Yes. And shouting. 
<laughs> Screaming. Possibly smashing. The sound of William pulling his hair out. <laughs> Actually, you know what's funny about this is that uh, there are some ridiculous ways of dying, and they are extremely frustrating, but then you just laugh at them because, I mean, there's some parts where you just get killed by coins, and you just crack up in laughter, and it, it really takes away from that anger. I think it's a great kind of way of lightening the mood. <laughs> There's this one level further on, William. I think it's uh, room number eight on medium. Uh, you basically go through this room. It's covered in uh, covered in uh, spikes, basically, and they have these flowers down the bottom of the screen, which you can't kill or anything, and they shoot fireballs at you. Mm-hmm. And you have to navigate your way through, avoiding the fireballs and avoiding the, um, the spikes. And you get all the way to the end, and basically you have to fall down this hole, right? Mm-hmm. Uh and then you have to kind of lean to the side to get out the door before you hit the spike on the bottom. Now, the trick is, what actually happens is that when you're falling, the spike shoots up in the air. <laughs> so you're falling down this hole. There's nowhere to go. The spike shoots up in the air and just kills you. And I haven't been able to get past that bit. <laughs> now, no matter how much you, you laugh at that and say, oh, that's hilarious, I should have seen that coming, you'll never get back to that spot where you can avoid it again. So it's like you spend so long getting through this one level and then all of a sudden it's bam, in your face. Yeah. You know, and yeah. This is where I really want to have a quick save, you know, or like a ROM save state. <laughs> well, actually, um, when you leave the game, it does save. But they still haven't okay. fixed up. I'm pretty sure they still haven't... F- fixed up the escape option like there mm-hmm. is no way to get out of the game unless you control or delete it yeah i thought that was kind Did of you find that i thought that was like a joke i thought like if you want to leave this game you have to end task it i thought that was part of the game to be honest well, that's not really a joke it's more like <laughs> man this feels like a virus you know? <laughs> make it so you have to unplug the computer <laughs> but I was curious uh-huh, about that. You have to continue to play this game. I was curious about that. Yeah. I'm glad it saves when you quit because I quit. And I wasn't sure, you know, am I going to have to start again? So I'm glad. Mm. Yep. It's a big ball of fun, that game. <laughs> <laughs> Frustrating. Um, he, actually, he actually made an article. Why is this game so hard because of our bitching or someone's bitching on the last week's podcast? So. Really? He's actually listening, yeah. I think I think it's good that it's hard. Do you know what? Fuck them all. This game is awesome because it's hard. Because there's too many easy games out there. Um, it's just fun, you know? It, it's one of those games. It's kind of like Creed's. You want to perfect it. And you want to make sure everything's right. It's kind of a, a skill game. Yeah, but in Creed's, you don't get hit by falling spikes. Yeah, you could. Out of nowhere. <laughs> or a gigantic coin smashing you in the face, you know? But it's kind of the same and frustration And you don't die level. in Creed's, so... Well, not really, because you can kind of teleport back. It's more like just perfecting the art of jumping, I guess. Yeah, I think it's fine. If well, you I want think... to go play like a, you know, like an easy game, go play Super Mario Brothers or something like that. That's not what this game is. Yeah, well, I think it's it's kind of like the Ninja Gaiden series. People play it because it's hard, and only people yeah. who like to play hard games will play it. So there's really no other reason. You know, to I, play I played it. Ninja Gaiden too, and. The only hard bit I found in that game was, um, oh, I'm a ninja versing guys in mech suits with rocket launchers. <laughs> you know, that I have, I have my here. sword and these guys have rocket launchers. You know, that's the only difficult bit in the entire game is just like the enemies that are just like unbelievable. Like the, 
like the, the goddamn dogs with grenades stuck to them. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> that's a, yeah. Enough about that game. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on. March twentieth, we have Pure uh, RC Five release. Client Five is an indie game based on the Spring Engine, the RTS Spring Engine. Now, Peter, you've actually under you actually understand the RTS mind so tell me what do you think of pure well uh i've only been able to play it once so far and uh it's it's interesting the 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 spring engine was basically an open source project that was born out of people wanting to take total annihilation and update the graphics and uh some of the gameplay and it's uh evolved from that included some supreme commander elements like the zooming which, for obvious reasons, and so Pure maintains a lot of that total annihilation feel. A lot of the units and the buildings and just the way buildings are constructed and the resource system all feel very similar to Total Annihilation or, more specifically, Spring in the latest releases. Only there's fewer units, fewer buildings, and some of the units are a little more over the top, uh, especially the warlord. Now is this huge mech that's kind of skinny, but he has these huge three-barreled artillery cannons that fire at its insane rate and has lasers and all that sort of stuff. So uh, I haven't really been able to dig deep into it yet. I'm still just kind of getting used to the units, getting used to the the feel of it. Uh, overall, it feels like it's. It's a game that's coming along. Uh, this is their fifth release candidate, which seems a little strange if you have that many release candidates, but hmm. uh, it, it has some Move interesting... Move it on to beta, yeah. Yeah, right. It, it has some interesting features, like there's these, uh, these power generators or uh, mineral cubes, these uh, geometric shapes that you can capture, and they'll produce additional resources, so that adds a little more... Uh, depth to the control of the map. So kind of like uh, Company of Heroes or something along those lines? Yeah, kind of, not really, uh, because they're more like uh, resource-producing buildings rather than capture points, per se. You have to capture them with a construction vehicle that hacks them. So, you know, it's kind of like that, but different, you know? Mm. Yeah, I get you. Oh, yeah, I'm not much of an RTS person, but I did manage to uh, play it before the show, and considering the last time I played Pure was basically, uh, say, going on five months ago, there's a lot that's been changed, just like, you know, in the appearance of the game. Um, now they have shadows, like self-projecting shadows, depending on the time of day. They also have, like, a lot of, you know, graphical updates as far as smoke trails and whatnot appearing now. Um, I will say I did play against the AI. They are ridiculous. Like, I I'm the type of guy that kind of like, oh okay, I've you know got my base. I'll start building some units and kind of build up my army and go over there and attack them. Anyway, I see this little worker bot kind of like building some stuff on the outside. So I go bring down my army and start attacking him. Turns out that these guys have got like the entire quarter of their map like the there's it's just basically a square and one quarter of the map is filled with an army like they they <laughs> managed to produce this many units in that short amount of time i think what he did he he built more than one uh 
barracks and just kind of like there, there must have been like 18 barracks there and he was just mass producing these uh, his army and I'm just like god damn it how am I going to beat them and then they started putting up these uh shields and all my rockets were bouncing off the shields so in order to shoot them I had to walk inside the shields and then I get butt raped so I don't know it's it's a bit hard for someone who doesn't play RTSs to get into pure I'm finding like there's there's not so much of a uh, a nice easy like guide in or a nice easy sort of step in that people can play in order to get used to it. It's either you know play the game, get thrown to the deep end, or just kind of like struggle the entire time. So I think they need to maybe think about making a tutorial or something along those lines. Well, they to do help have, people. They out. do have a manual. Uh, that you can yeah. access from the launch screen, but it's rather lengthy and will probably intimidate most uh, non-RTS fans or even a few that don't want to sit down and read a 100-page manual or whatever. And I did find myself, I played it, uh, the mission that I played was an easy set to easy, and I did find, you know, I expected to just be able to walk right through their base, but uh, I did have a little trouble, and I, it took me a while. I had to really sit down and try to figure out, okay, what new units are going to be effective against this base because they seem to have a lot of artillery coming at me. And so it did take me a while to finally crush their uh, defenses, which were... Would you would you think it's more of a rock, paper, shock... Sorry, rock, rock paper, scissors. Uh, rock, paper, shock. Rock, paper, scissors sort of element where one unit is good against another unit, but it's weak against another unit sort of thing? Uh, it's kind of hard to say at this point because I haven't played that much uh if it's anything like total annihilation or the the vanilla spring game then not so much so because it uh has more simulation sort of damage model where uh even your basic infantry they can shoot it they can shoot at aircraft if they have to it may not be terribly effective at that but i've remembered in uh, total annihilation game i had some art heavy artillery blasting away and an aircraft got in the way and got hit by an artillery shell, you know, something like that. That's not something mm. that you would really uh, plan and that's not too likely to happen, but it can happen. So, you know, the, the uh, actually, there. I think I know what you're talking about now because I did see the enemy manage to shoot through his building and blow it up just to kill one of my guys. So I think, yeah, something along those lines. So definitely, bit more difficult than i first imagined then <laughs> yeah it's probably not the best rts for beginners to get into yep yep i'm a... <laughs> but i think the spring really? engine definitely has a lot of potential that hasn't quite been tapped yet a lot of the projects are either old total annihilation mods that have just been ported in or projects that really haven't uh released much of anything yet pure is pretty much the exception so it'll be interesting to see if people can utilize because it really is a rather powerful engine. Mm, it is a bit difficult to understand because there's a, a hell of a lot of EXAs in that folder. <laughs> yeah, to well, be honest, it, I didn't even a... know what to run. There is a shortcut on the desktop, just so you know, William. I didn't make one. I said, do not make oh, shortcut on go. my desktop. Oh, actually, there is one. Oh, good call. Uh, <laughs> it did anyway. I just don't look at those sorts of things. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's say pure. Yeah. Okay. Should they? Should people download it, Peter? Uh, 
Personally, I'd say if you're into RTSs, if you've played especially Total Annihilation or Supreme Commander, or you just like really big robots and want to just don't mind getting completely blown out of the water, then yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Cool. Cool. There you go. From the RTS person on ModDB, downloaded. If you don't like getting blown out of the water. Yeah. <laughs> okay, March 22nd. This is the last one for the recall section this week, and it's personally my most favorite, actually. It's uh, Doom Full of Mars. Uh, this is the actual first official release it's had, and since the conceptual demo that we had a few weeks back, this is much, much better. Like, I'm going to say it's 100% better. He Basically, what he's done, he's reworked it so that it's actually a proper game now. You start off in, like, a village similar to Diablo. Um, I don't think there's any economy yet, but um, you go into a level, you start off in, like, a, a cave, or, a, a, sorry, I think it's a, a base or something along those lines, and you actually go down flights of stairs in order to get to the bottom um, I I got down to five levels and then I got killed by a boss. There is some things that are missing though. Uh, there is no uh, map overview yet and there is no economy yet, I'm pretty sure. So you can't like sell your items that you get like what you do in a normal RTS, uh, sorry, RPG. Um, so definitely needs those things, I think, in order to make the game feel more complete. Uh, apart from that, the game is actually really, really good. Um, your right mouse button now shoots guns instead of like having the same button for move and shoot. So that's that's a that's a good bonus. Um, the game is actually quite difficult. There's more sound effects now. Um, it's actually more of a game rather than just running through and just kind of grinding on everything. The enemies will level up as you level up. So if you go down a flight of stairs early. Um, you probably will get killed quite quickly. Um, there is a uh, random generator for the levels as well, similar to the the way that Diablo works. I think he needs to work on that a bit more, though, because two out of the five uh, levels that I was on, the staircase to the next level appeared in the exact same room that the staircase to go up to the previous level was in. So... You know, it kind of removes the fact that you have to explore, in a sense. But I explored it anyway, you know, mm-hmm. for the hell of it. And to level up. Um, <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Um, I did notice a few bugs. There was a piece of armor that uh, somehow managed to be a weapon that doesn't shoot anything. Um, Sounds useful. But then again, yeah, it's quite useful. It was actually a really good piece of armor to was just like, I picked it up and was just like, hell yes, check out this armor. I'm going to be pimping now. And then it went into the weapon slot and I'm just like, oh, that sucks. Oh, your hand will be but, nice um, and protected, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, wearing a piece of armor on my hand. Yeah, And um, it's actually really good. I would recommend you guys definitely have a go of it. I don't know how much uh, work how many levels there are into it because I haven't got that far. I kind of got to the the boss and he kind of just blew me up in one hit and I'm just like, God damn. Same so here. You can't go back and gr- <laughs> you can't go back and grind. That's the thing. So you kind of have to deal with the boss when you get to that point. So there's no way you can level up after you've gone through. So I think I'm supposed to fight him, 
I'm not, I'm not sure. There's really no quests or anything like that at this point. But uh, it definitely feels complete. So He's also got a video up if you want to have a look at the new release too. So, Will, what do you think of it? I absolutely loved it. I'm totally on the same boat as you. You gave me this link, and I played it before the show, and uh, I really had a good time. My my main beef would probably be, I wish there was a way you could change your resolution. Now, there might be. I just couldn't find it. I also couldn't get inside the options part of the menu for some reason. It just wasn't clicking. Um, whatever reason that is, might be my computer or something. But I really did have a good time. Um, now, I'm not much of a Diablo fan. The, the, the series kind of, like, uh, snuck under well not necessarily snuck under my radar i just never found the time to play it but uh i had such a good time blasphemy i know i know whatever i'll play diablo 3 but uh, <laughs> this is uh this was fun with the rainbows and unicorns <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll definitely say like this is my favorite thing on the recall section as well um i'll agree with you on that um, item, item picking up was fun and, you know, just exploring certain areas and leveling up and just shooting the crap out of monsters. And you're right, it does get hard, uh, much later on in, in terms of, you know, the boss fights and everything. I was very much scared and I died in the same area. You walk you in there and it's just like, Bleh, and you're like, oh shit. <laughs> and then he shoots some green thing at you and then you're just like, Bleh. yeah. But, um, I think all this needs is, yeah. uh, is like a resolution changer and I'll play this like, all day, almost. I spent like a, an entire semester playing NetHack, and this reminds me of NetHack, that uh, that sort of console, random, uh, random level generated RPG type game. Um, Obviously, you've like never played Diablo because it it is Diablo. Basically, that's what you're explaining. You're like, it reminds me of NetHack. No, it reminds you of Diablo. <laughs> yeah, I said it. And I like Doom too, NetHack. which helps. Yeah. <laughs> Peter, have you had a look at any of this stuff yet? Uh, no, I haven't. Uh, I've briefly seen it, but I never really took the opportunity to... didn't grab me and say, you have to play this. So, I might check well, it out. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm going to say this to everyone. I'm going to grab you all by the collars and say, you have to play this, because amazing. And it's great. And I wish the guy would stop trying to add it to the Doom section, because it doesn't belong there. <laughs> Sorry, buddy, but... yeah. But, um, yeah, it's uh, definitely something you all need to pick up and have a look at. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I can honestly say that. I will suggest it to all my friends. All your friends. Yep. There you go. <laughs> all right. That's it for the recall section. Yay. Yay. Woo. Done. Um, if you want inf more information about that, you can go to the show notes and everything will be there. You can also go to the download section and see whatever I've missed because there are a few extra things there that um, I don't feel comfortable talking about. So, yeah. Up next, we have the hype section, which for those who don't know, it is basically a section all about media releases um, and new profiles on ModDB, which we find to be really cool because, you know, we see everything that comes through. Well, I personally do, so because, you know, I do all the updates and whatnot. So up first we have Mushroom Kingdom Fusion with their new... Uh, there's actually one out as we're talking, like it just came out, but we're going to talk about the one beforehand, which is the Wario and Roll new characters. And if you haven't seen these videos yet, I would suggest going and having a look because these are really cool. This guy's doing a lot of great work with... Uh, game maker and he's actually making a really cool platformer 
It's hard. I've played it. It's difficult. He had a release client up there which was deleted and I managed to play it because I'm an, you know, an editor <laughs> and I can do that sort of stuff. But um, it's hard and uh, hopefully it continues to be a bit more difficult because, you know, I don't like difficult platformers. Now explain what this is. Sorry. I'm- okay, Mushroom Kingdom yeah. Fusion, from what I know, is it's Mario gameplay. So it's the old Mario platformer where you go through, I think it's Mario 3. If I remember correctly, Mario 3 is the one where you, you get the power-ups and you can save them and you Super have Mario a, World. An, an overworld map. Something along Super those Mario lines. World. Yeah, I can't remember which. Yep. All right, there you go. You said it twice. <laughs> um, basically, it's it's that with uh, all sorts of characters like Link, Samus, Tails, Sonic, King Arthur, Kirby, uh, Mario, Luigi, um, Roll. Not Mega Man, but Roll, yeah. Um, you know, and uh, they've even got, like, Halo characters in there. They've got, uh, you know, lots of lots and lots of weird stuff, and uh, it's definitely going to be really cool. They've also got Metal Slug characters in there as well. It really is so a fusion. Like it, it really is a fusion, yeah. <laughs> have you guys seen any of the videos for this? Uh, I have. Uh, I've, I've been following yeah. this, and I did actually uh, get... A release candidate before they deleted it and uh, played a little bit of it and uh, I did like it uh, I haven't played a whole lot of these games I either wasn't really around or wasn't really in the that scene or didn't own that console so a lot mm. a lot of times it's my first experience with these games is these sorts of uh, after the fact remakes uh, but I, I, I really do like how they've incorporated all these different games that are completely unrelated and just put it into this kind of crazy mashup atmosphere. And I like how they've added the uh, weapons and the uh, different power-ups to the, the mix that uh, also help blur the lines. You, you know, you have uh, Mario with an assault rifle from Halo and uh, has a, a, a energy sword or what have you and just all that kind of crazy stuff, and the graphics all look like they they belong there, which is kind of nice. They mm. Don't look like they just hacked together. It looked like there were really some some effort put into it. Yeah, the the only thing I think looks kind of out of place is the Halo characters, um, mainly because of just their size, and the you know the when you're carrying a Halo shotgun, it does look kind of big. Mm. But um, apart from that, issue. I think they've. Yeah, I think they've done a really good job. I mean, there's something to be said about making Sonic wear a Master Chief outfit while throwing frag grenades at, like, you know, Metal Slug characters. (laughs) There's something to be said about making that work, and I think these guys have done a good job. (laughs) Just, Just have a look at the... The, this release um, media release, and you'll just understand instantly how well it works. I mean, they've got Wario wearing a dragon outfit, fighting um, brains from um, Metroid Prime. You know, it just it's incredible the way that they've done this. So, kudos to them. And let's hope they don't Good get stuff. sued out of existence. Yes. <laughs> oh, they really are knocking yeah. on everybody's doorstep. <laughs> so. Yeah, we'll see. All right, up next we have. Sorry, it's this. This is quite a difficult name to say. Namu Achia. Namu Achia. 
Naomashia. Yeah. Something along those lines. We'll say Naomashia Space Warfare. Basically, this is an indie game made by uh, Aurea Section. Sorry, I might have got that wrong too. Um, basically, it's a game where you can... It's, a, it's an online game. Uh, you can control fighters. It's in, Obviously, it's in space, okay? So bear with me here. You can control fighters, and you can also have take over a capital ship, um, which you will have to control, like, AI bots or something along those lines to, like, make sure that you have repairing and energy and people firing weapons. You can also play the game from an RTS perspective, controlling AI wingmen or fighters or something along those lines. So each, depending on what you want to play, you can take up different roles in this game and still focus on the battle, which is kind of cool. Have you guys seen the videos for these? I'm just kind of looking at it now, and uh, I don't know. Let, let Peter go first. <laughs> well, I did see it, and it, it rather looks it looks rather impressive. Uh, visually. Explosions! Oh yeah, Woo! lots of explosions and uh, <laughs> color tinting and post-processing effects and particles and all that fun stuff. Uh, to me, it seems a lot like uh, the Infinity Quest for Earth uh, indie game. Uh, you know just what? Not yeah, I agree style, with that comment. But yeah. Just the overall concept and all seems very similar. So whether there's going to be room for both those games... Well, Infinity is an MMO, so that's kind of more about exploration and, uh, you know, developing your character and developing the economy and kind of similar to what Eve is. But this is more like, I would say this is more along the veins of, uh, um, God, I can't remember the name of it now. That uh, Half-Life 2 game. Eternal Silence? Eternal Silence. Eternal Silence, that's it. (laughs) God damn it, I'm not very good today. Um, I'm off my game, but um, that's kind of, I think this is more along the lines of that, mixed in with something along the lines of empires about controlling vehicles and controlling AI troops and stuff like that from an RTS perspective, commander-wise. So this one looks a bit more uh, faster-paced than uh, Infinity, I reckon, but, you know, we haven't seen much from either, so we can't really compare. Yeah, but a bit early at this stage. Yeah, but it is just uh, a little bit early, but uh, I think it does look pretty good and um, pretty good. It looks hopefully awesome. Hopefully, we'll be seeing. Sally, that video is awesome. Yeah, so you've seen it now. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. It yeah. it almost reminds <laughs> me of uh, X three or the X series. To be honest, the the kind of space combat in X, and I love X like X one, X two, Frontier, X three. I'm just such a fan so um this kind of rubs me the right way put it that way <laughs> ew you don't want to know you really don't <laughs> up next in the hype section we have black sector subject horizon uh concept art release Woo. Uh, th- this is pretty cool i mean if they actually got a professional painter i believe to do these concepts and uh it's they look amazing. They actually, um, one of them actually got into the featured images section, which is pretty cool. And not very many images get in the featured image section, so that's quite an honor, I would like to think. And also, not many concept art make the front page of ModDB, and I think this is very well deserved. Yeah, definitely. It, it does look quite cool. Have, uh, Peter, what do you reckon of it? 
Well, I thought it was very impressive too. Uh, just the the style and the composition of it is very well done, and it has a very clean look to it, despite the fact that it's all broken down, uh, urban sort of warfare going on. The lines are well defined. It it just it very looks very professional, and so it should be interesting to see if the actual game itself uh, lives up to the concept art. Yep. There's a there's also another concept art set by it for for the same mod for Black Sector by a different artist um, Wired Gear, and they're also very well done. Black Sector is kind of known for their their ridiculously awesome concept art, but right now as it stands, um, they're not showing off too much of the mod, and it's got me a little bit skeptical. Skeptical, put it that way. Um, they have a lot of soundtracks and a lot of themes on their profile. Um, and they got some images of like a third person display, but right now, um, I think they're getting hype up and I just don't want people to get disappointed. So I'm kind of taking this with a grain of salt and that's what we talk about on podcast 17, but the concept art is very well deserved. I hope it's, I hope it's worth it. Put it that way. It should be hopefully anyway. All right. Up next, we have a new profile on mod DB, uh, Philip. Mwangas, Mwangas, sorry if I got that wrong, Hexy Trench. Um, This is actually a game for the Xbox 360 arcade section, so you have to go to, you have to own a 360 to be able to play this. Um, I wanted to play it, I really did. The thing is, I couldn't find it in um, the arcade section. And I think that's partly to do because of the reason I'm in Australia. So it might be in the XNA that, section. Yeah. Did you check that? That might be. Um, I don't know. I don't think I did. I don't think. I don't think they split it up. There's like, I'm not sure if they do, but I'm. I'm pretty sure we don't have that sort of unlocking thing over here, which is kind of disappointing. Oh, I see. Because I really did want to play it after seeing the video. Um, it looks like. It's got like a mix of games in there. It looks like it's got um, Geometry Wars. <laughs> Geometry Wars. Uh, it's got like an RTS four-player game. Bit of tower defense it's got, in like, there. A, yeah, tower defense, and it's kind of interesting actually. It it definitely looks like it's uh, something unique. Anyway, the way that they present it. It's it looks awesome. Kind of reminds me of um, uh, that. Uh, that very f- the very first RTS that was on Half Life Two, I forget what it was called. It had those little crossmen for Half Life Two. Yeah. Uh, oh, Darwinia. What it was called. Are you talking about Darwinia? Darwinia that's it. Yeah, yeah. that was on yeah. Steam. It kind of mm-hmm. reminds me of like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know why, but uh, this this kind of harps back on my original experience with Trauma Center for the Nintendo Wii. And I don't know how many people actually played this, but kind of this top-down, you have to stop some sort of infectious spread with certain tools. It kind of harps back on that for me, but uh, it definitely looks awesome. There's a lot of different elements. You mean alien surgery? Yeah, almost. (laughs) (laughs) But there's a lot of different elements of this game. Uh, I hope it's not too confusing. I I really want to play it. I'm going to boot up my Xbox 360 and install it. (laughs) Well, let me know if you find it, because I couldn't find it on mine. (laughs) Sure. And, uh, yeah. Sure. There you go. Um, uh, sorry, Peter, have you seen the, um, the video for this? Uh, yeah, I have. Uh, though, I don't have an Xbox, so can't really... <laughs> I have no opportunity to play it 
this point, mm. but it, it does look rather interesting. I was a little skeptical at first, but uh, when, once I was reading about the features, it does seem like it has some interesting mixes. Of course, the problem is always when you have a lot of different types of gameplay is how much attention do you have you given too many eggs in types. one basket yeah exactly so just a matter of how much polish there is to each section of the game yeah and that that's pretty much how i feel too it's kind of overwhelming that they've done so much but uh philip has also made a uh a, like a squad uh, command game for unreal tournament 2004 which is pretty interesting too. It's like a an RTS, RPG, like a, a mix of an RTS and RPG sort of thing, which is kind of interesting. So have a look at that. Uh, it reminds me of um, Dawn of War a little bit, that one, but uh, it's pretty interesting either way. Um, up next, uh, we have Alien Arena. Uh, they made a Alien Arena t- is progressing to 2009 now. It's originally called 2008, so um, I will say this. The first time I played Alien Arena, it was terrible. <laughs> but then um, I played it again, and it's it's just come so far. It's actually, like, a really good game now, to be honest. Like, the first thing that they did was they had the menu system, which was kind of terrible. It was not very intuitive or anything like that. The second time I played it, which was maybe like three months ago, I was probably no, probably five months ago now because it's March now. Um, the last one I played was in December, so that'd be about four, yeah, four months. Um, it's actually come a long way at that point, and it was very, very cool actually. Like the graphics were amazing, the menus were actually usable and really intuitive at that point. So this next release, I think, is going to be really good. Personally, I really think it will be good. And they made a news post um, with a few new images in there showing off uh, water effects and their new characters that they've got in there, which is robots. So, I think the last podcast I was on, you were also talking about Alien Arena, and you definitely got me hyped for this. Uh, you were definitely talking, speaking praises. Um, it looks really cool. I think last week, or last week, um, the last modcast um, that I was on, I also mentioned that it kind of looks like Mars Attacks. <laughs> I don't know what that is. You know, you don't know what that is? It's kind of like a, a no, movie slash now video game franchise. With It looks exactly like those aliens, the big brainy aliens with armor suits and everything. Oh, you mean the generic sort of aliens that everyone uses? <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Like, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, Peter, what do you think? Have you seen much of this? Uh, I haven't lately. Uh, I did I did try it out some time ago, but wasn't really all that impressed. But uh, I may have to try it out again, looking at some of this uh, new stuff. Hmm. Definitely. Definitely. Alright, up next we have Overgrowth. They have made a new video. And it's all about their win, <laughs> which is pretty interesting because um, some, something so simple actually brings like a, you know a whole new bag of eggs to the the table. Yep. That was a really bad analogy, but um, anyway, basically the way that this works is that while you're moving, the the sound of the win actually increases. Um, 
the height you go, the sound, the wind gets, you know, louder. And the faster you go, the wind gets more faster as well. Mm -hmm. So if you watch the video in, that I'm going to link you to, watching it actually, you get the feeling of actual movement without actually moving, if that makes sense. And something so simple, yet so normal, I guess, a normal occurrence, just makes a lot of sense. So I'm really excited to see what they do next with Overgrowth because it's shaping up to be one hell of an indie game. Dave, they're thinking with portals. Thinking with portals? <laughs> because Portal did this. This is one of the first games that ever like added this sort of incremental, exponential wind feature. And Portal did it when you were dropping through portals. You know, the wind would kick up. Uh, you go faster yeah, and faster and faster. Um, that's why I say they're thinking with portals. Just make falling <laughs> to your death off a mountainside very entertaining. Yes. <laughs> Whee! Yeah, something along those lines. But uh, Overgrowth has, um, yeah, definitely come a long way since they first started. And I think they've got a lot of fans because what they do, if you uh, pre-order, you can actually play the editor. Actually, now that I think about it, I have got access to it and I should play it. Because <laughs> I've just been so slack. So I'm going to have to play it and give you all the uh, the hot goss. Yeah, I want to hear about there that. There you go, I said it again. Yeah. And I think that will be pretty cool. And that's it for the hype section. Woo! Hurrah! We're all Yay. hyped out. Da, 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 da. Yeah, totally. Totally hyped out. Now, up next, we have the news section. Now, we actually have some news this week. Uh, first up, we have a new developer banter with the Nameless mod. These guys are quite amazing modders. Um, basically, these guys have made a mod for Deus Ex, which involves a hell of a lot of logic and a hell of a lot of planning. So seven years have gone into making this mod. I would definitely recommend you have a go at it. Uh, you can get about 30 hours out of the game playing it twice. Um because there's two different, completely different stories to go on, the good side and the evil side, obviously, but uh, a ton of different stuff to do in that game. Um, what can I say about it? If you haven't, if you don't own Deus Ex, just buy it. It's it's $10 well spent, I can guarantee you. Not only will you get like an award-winning single-player game, but you also get an amazing mod. So, yeah. You pretty much sold me. <laughs> yeah. Did they mention why they call um, it the Nameless mod? No, actually, I forgot to ask that question. Aww. But in the developer banter, they they tell us about, uh, you know, the logic, how they did it, um, seven years worth of modding. That's a long time. So they, they're gonna they tell you about how they they kept active and kept you know focused and kept doing the stuff that they do. They go about Good. you know creating voice acting and how they organize all that sort of stuff. So it's definitely a very interesting interview. I would definitely recommend everyone check that out. Um, it's personally one of the, the better interviews we've had. Good. So they're, they're really cool guys, those guys, yeah. Dedicated. Well, developing a mod for seven years, that takes a lot of commitment. Yes. So yeah, many it mods. It definitely does. That's, that's basically like a marriage. Like, <laughs> in the actual show, <laughs> um, Longer than the average, we talk probably. about how these guys have basically seen members of their community grow up. Because seven years, you know, these guys started when they were 14. Wow. You know, that's yeah, that's saying something, right? Yeah. You know? And then you know now they're like A lot of these like guys have, uh, 
yeah, a lot of these guys have known each other for like, you know, longer than their best friends, you know, so that's saying something. Yeah, at all that time they still can't come out with a come up with a name for it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why I asked. <laughs> well, I think I'm pretty sure the name is referring to how it's based on the internet being anonymous and whatnot. I see. So uh, yeah, I think that's where it comes from, but you know, Lawrence, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's where I honestly think it comes from. And, you know, if you haven't put that much thought into it, you can use that line. You can say that. That's fine. You can use that. <laughs> it is now yours. It is now yours. I give you free reign to use it. <laughs> All right. Uh, coming up next, we have the GDC staff thing. I'm going to say the, the ModDB staff attacks GDC. We attack it. We get in there. We? Yeah, not well, you. They. Well, yeah, not me. I'm the only one not going. <laughs> this year, we have representing ModDB at the GDC. We have uh, Scott, or Intense, who is the site founder. We have Mark Chandler, who is uh, Lodal on the site, who is the you know uh, secondary developer. And we also have Ryan Anderson, or Stenchy, who is the executive editor for ModDB and the person who normally shows up on this modcast, and he was going to show up on this modcast, but the internet in the hotel that he's staying at with the other staff members is completely crap. Aww. So thanks, Hotel, for screwing up the mod cut. <laughs> no, you didn't screw it up. We have perfectly good alternative people here filling in the spots. So, uh, <laughs> the, except for William, he's pretty much a douchebag, that guy. I know. Nobody listens to Podcast oh, 17 snap. anymore anyway. <laughs> oh, now you make me feel bad. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Feel my pain. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Ryan tells me that uh, when something interesting happens, he will be posting news about it on ModDB. Um, alternatively, you can uh, you know, check out uh, Ryan's Twitter. I'm pretty sure he will be Twittering stuff as stuff happens. So you can check him out. Um, I'm pretty sure he's got his Twitter is Oreo Jackson. Nice. Yep, Followed. Oreo Jackson. Yep. And if you want to follow me... It's uh, Henley with a three at the end instead of an E. And if you want to follow but you me. you don't want to follow me. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> Anyways, uh, that's it for the GDC. I mean, they'll be updating stuff on the site, like proper articles and pictures and whatnot. They have all that stuff there, so they can do that. Um, up next, we have the Xeno Clash pre-order and release date. Now, this is, this is big, big news because um, not only do these guys win... Uh, editor's choice for best upcoming indie game but uh, they've also won some other awards at the IGN something I'm pretty sure it's IGN correct me if I'm wrong there but um, Xeno Clash will launch through Steam and direct to drive uh, it's a bit late now but if you ordered beforehand you would have got 50% off um, after the after the March 20th uh, it will be 25% off instead. So you can still save quite a bit of cash by pre-ordering now. Um, the le- release date is April 21st. Can't so wait. anytime between now and April 21st, you can get 25% off, which is fantastic. Um, I've been slack. I should have probably bought it when the 50% off was on. Uh, that would have saved me a hell of a lot of money. I was I was sorely you- tempted. but uh, Yeah? Yeah, I, I just really... Well, for one thing, I kind of exhausted my gaming budget for this month and probably the next yep. month too. Uh, yep. But I just don't feel right about 
pre-ordering something like this because we really haven't seen all that much of the game. We've seen some media releases, sure, but not a whole lot of straight gameplay footage. Uh, there's been more lately, but there's mm-hmm. still haven't gotten a real good, for me, a good feel for how the game plays. And while I'm sure it probably will be good, there's still that chance that it won't be. And I don't want to spend the money and then find out it's not. I'd rather wait a little while, spend a little more money, it, and know that it's pretty going to be pretty good. Be pretty sure, get some other uh, opinions and reviews from other sites. So mm. I tend to be rather I think cautious. That's pretty, yeah, money's money. It doesn't just float around on a barrel that you can pick up and... That was probably a bad analogy, too. It doesn't grow on trees. There you, there go. you go. Just use the generic. That's a better uh-huh. one. Yeah. You know, I pre-ordered it. All right. I definitely trust it. You pre-ordered it? Yeah. Oh, ah, yeah. You know, I'm on Steam every day. When I see 50% off, I'll use it. I'll utilize that. <laughs> you know, I'm, I've been pretty slack about that sort of stuff, so I should probably think about spending more money on the Steam. Steam, you are a cow cash hog. Except for on Ma, you. which is now... Paid DLC. First paid DLC on Steam. Traitors. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. Meh. They can do what they want. It's their game. I don't even know what Ma's about, but I don't care because now I'm never gonna buy it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can buy the game and just not buy the no. DLC, William. No, I don't care. They've already pretty much soiled everything about Steam by making paid DLC. <laughs> Crybaby, man. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> All right, up next we have some amazing news. Killing Floor has now been bought. That's right, bought Woo! by Tripwire. Oh God, who ma- Tripwire, that's it. They've been bought by Tripwire, isn't it? And is now becoming an official game. So that means you'll be hey, you'll have to buy the Killing Floor. Oh, it's called Killing Floor now, it's not the Killing Floor, <laughs> but buy Killing Floor and uh it's yeah. It's a retail game now. What can I say? Congratulations to Alex or Mr. Kaddish, who was the original developer. Mm-hmm. Good going, mate. You, you well deserve it. It's one of those games that just make Unreal Tournament 2004 look amazing. This is the only it mod. Really does. This so. is the only Unreal Tournament mod I've ever played in my life. And I absolutely love it. And coming from your suggestion, you were like, play Killing Floor. And I'm so glad that it's coming out on retail. So now all my friends can play it with me. Because I can't yep. convince them to buy UT2K4. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure it's going to be on the same engine too, but uh, because um, Tripwire have made Red Orchestra, and that is on the Unreal Tournament 2004 engine as well. Mm-hmm. So it just looks great now too. I mean, they've actually got a professional developer behind them, and I'm pretty sure the original team is still developing it as well. So Alex is still on board. I'm pretty sure he's still got most of his team as well. Um, I don't know that much more. Um, it's a it's still co-op. Uh, it's up to six players uh, with multiple waves of specimens like the original. Uh, you've got 12 plus weapons. You know, you still got the welder support. You still got... And now it's going to have uh, Steamworks support. So you got your whole community aspect there. You've got... Uh, Achievements, you know, maybe? Achievements, probably, yeah. No, it's called, yeah, Achievements and Friends as well. Um... You've got a fully customizable player features, you know, similar to what they had in uh, the original Killing Floor, but I think they're going to expand on that as well. And it also includes an SDK for creation of levels and get this, 
mods. <laughs> mod for a mod. Yeah. Gotta love that. <laughs> you gotta love that. And big, big congratulations out to Alex. You did a great job, man. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. And uh, I think the whole ModDB community has shown their support with 130-something comments on the news post that Ryan made. So congratulations. You definitely well-deserved it. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people who really love Killing Floor. And I, I don't want to say that, uh, you know, UT2K4 was kind of holding them back, but my first impression of the mod wasn't very good because I had to go through the whole UT2K4, like, sort of GUI system and, uh, like, the whole control scheme. And that sort of thing was a little bit outdated. And uh, looking at the screenshots, the screenshots are really nice. They really bring the engine to its fullest potential. Um, but those first impressions are kind of what gave me a bad impression at first but then i played the mod and i was like awesome this is this is awesome you know what i mean well i don't know what you mean by that william because killing floor has always been always looked amazing hmm. like there's there's never been a point in the game where it hasn't looked great oh, i'm not saying the game doesn't look great i'm just taking talking like the uh the server browsing system it's a little bit outdated and like changing your controls the the, the gui the uh, initial menu gui okay yeah, and the fact that no one plays Killing Floor anymore, that which too. is a bit of a disappointment too. Doesn't help. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, it's always fun playing with bots, but they're really retarded. Like, yeah. So, uh, Peter, have you ever played Killing Floor before? Uh, no, I have not. Uh, I haven't had Unreal Tournament 2004 until recently, so I haven't really gotten into that. Mm. Now it sounds like it uh, kind of probably will be lowering popularity as a retail release comes out, so... Oh my yeah, goodness. Left 4 Dead, eat your heart out. Yeah, actually, it is It is a lot more sort of masochistic and uh, mentally scary than Left 4 Dead. It, it's kind of like the difference between Silent Hill and Resident Evil almost, where Resident Evil is just, you know, let's shoot a whole bunch of shit in front of me, and Silent Hill is let's fuck with your mind. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that, actually. Yep, Definitely. Considering I just played the Resident Evil 5 and nothing even scared me in that. Yeah, I don't think so, Resident Evil 5 is supposed to scare you, though. I loved it, but that's a whole different topic. Yep, yeah, I'm not even getting into that. So that's it for the news. That's it for the news. Da, Up da, next, da. we have a very... Yeah. Da, da, da. Up next, we have a very small What You've Been Playing, mostly because what I've been playing has been talked about in the recall section. So, William... Give us the ghost on these Half-Life releases. You can do this. Can I? Up first, we have Combine Combat. Okay. Let's go. Uh, Combine Combat is a quick little single-player demo of uh, a new sort of single-player mod for Half-Life 2. Um, you play as the Combine, as it says in the title, and your mission is to simply kill Gordon Freeman. You start off in the Citadel, which is... Um, it's gotten a lot of flack, because the Citadel has some... Uh, it's a boring kind of mapping area. The, the maps are pretty bland, Um but the, the mod itself has some really cool single-player features that a lot of mods do not have. For example, a task list. I know this sounds kind of stupid, but it's almost like like what... Uh, um, sorry, I forget the mod's name with the wind now. Something that simple makes the mod, you know, really, really work. Um, and it's, it just flows really, really well. I had a lot of fun playing Combine Combat. Um, some mixed reviews over at Podcast 17. Um, but once, once you get out of the Citadel, I think it, it really picks up. It drives itself on sort of uh, the vehicle system. They added a new Jeep. They also added um, a sni the sniper rifle that everybody really, really wanted in Half-Life 2. And my personal favorite, they added man hacks. You could actually throw out man hacks and they kind of follow you around like uh, little minions. 
awesome little system. Um, that made me very much happy. Uh, but it, the mod is not done. It is just a demo. So uh, keep your eye out in Combine Combat because I think it'll really impress a lot of people further down the line when they actually release the final version. And it's long. Bear in mind. It's, it, Do you kill it's, Gordon? What's that? Do you kill Gordon Freeman? No, not in the demo. But I don't know. Maybe you do in the... Maybe it's some alternate ending. Hmm. <laughs> but I kind of like Combine mods. Um, I was lucky enough to play Combine Destiny 2, the closed beta for that. And there were a couple things that uh, Combine Combat does a little bit better than Combine Destiny 2. I know it's a little bit confusing. I'm sorry. But, uh, like, for example, the task list. Once again, I keep harping back to that. And, uh, you know, s subtitle tracks. And... Task 1, kill Gordon Freeman. <laughs> Well, it's kind Toss of like this two, gooey pick up, up milk. <laughs> yeah. It's just well, it very is a well little done. hard in some some games to some of the action first person shooter games to know exactly what you are supposed to be doing. So that does sound mm -hmm. like it's a, a nice feature. Well, uh, from my experience and a lot of these Half Life Two mods is that you know you walk into a box, you kill some shit, press a button, a door opens, you walk out of that box into another box, and uh, repeat yeah, sure. the process. It's going to be simplistic yeah. like that, sure. But if it's mm. going to be something more than that, then... Right. The, that so is like... kind of how Combine Combat feels right now, to be honest. And that's how most Half-Life 2 mods, unfortunately, feel. My life is very boring, yes. But uh, it, it has some potential. That's all I want to say. So That's it. All right. That's it. Okay, up next we have Crates and Barrels. Yes. This, I actually thought, was a mod... But it is a standalone, almost indie game, where um, the developers of Crates and Barrels took all the assets, no, not all the assets, but, uh, you know, some models and sounds from Half-Life 2, and uh, created their own arcade-style clone. Um, and by that, I mean they took all the popular arcade games, like Snake, um, Space Invaders, Whack-A-Mole, uh, just to name a few, you know, Break Free, th those types of games, and Tetris. They, and they recreated it um, using the source assets. So instead of, say, um, Tetris blocks, you'll have crates. Or Okay, hang on a sec, yeah. Will. Um, on ModDB is actually connected to ModD... Uh, sorry, connected to Half-Life 2. So what engine is it actually on? Uh, they just built their own kind of thing. It's its own little executable, um, and it runs it natively. So I guess it okay. might be better considered an indie game. I'm not sure what I'm not, I'm not sure if they're using like a separate engine, maybe like Game Maker again, but it's definitely not Half Life Two. Hmm. So they just stole the assets. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, it's actually really fun, and the reason I say this is not because it's not because it's Half Life Two. I mean, it could do without the Half Life Two sounds, to be honest, and it can do without the Half Life Two assets. It's just a nice, lightweight game that has all your favorite arcade. You know, nostalgia feeling. Does it have Smash TV? No. Because that's my favorite arcade <laughs> game. No, but I mean all the classics, you know. Smash TV is classic. I know. Are you saying it's but not? But if, if you went to like a Namco cabinet, like a Namco classic cabinet, these are the games you would see. Sort of, you know what I mean? Yeah, I suppose so. It's fun. I'll give you that one, Will. <laughs> it's fun. It's actually really fun. And if you kind of like those sort of uh, quick score-based games, pick it up. I, I definitely suggest it. But it has nothing to do with Half-Life, other than, you know, the assets. Which kind of limits it, you know what I mean? Um, the, the game can kind of be a whole lot more, but now they're limiting it to 
people who will get their inside jokes, which is sort of a bad thing in my opinion. Because somebody outside of the Half-Life realm yeah. will pick this up and be like, what the hell is this? Why is this random guy known as the G-Man screaming in my ear about Gordon Freeman? What does this have to do with crates and barrels? So, Not like there's any shortage of Half-Life players, but... No, 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 of course not. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, but if they ever want to... Explain. Well put. All right, uh, anyone else been playing anything? Peter? Anything worthy of mention besides, uh, you know, Homeworld 2 mods? Uh, well, I've been playing a little bit of World in Conflict. I just got mm. that. Yes, because so. you won. That's your prize. Yeah, <laughs> so I've been enjoying that. Uh, mm. Aside from that, Pure and Slipstream, Homeworld 2, not really. I've been kind of concentrating my efforts and doing other things, so... I'll have to branch right. out this week. Yeah, I mean, like, just, just like, anything, really. But uh, I guess that does it for this episode of the Modcast. Uh, yeah, thanks for joining us, and um, it's been fun. So stick around. Next week we'll probably have more stuff to talk about, about mods and whatnot. Yeah. Yay! Thank you. Mods right. and whatnot. <laughs> yes, and whatnot. <laughs> see you guys later. Okay, guys, see you next week.